Well, welcome to the Everyone Walks With Someone podcast. I'm your host, Jared Piney. Now, the Everyone Walks With Someone podcast, it's all about learning best practices of how to be better followers of Jesus while walking alongside others. All kinds of questions pop up. What does this look like? How do we do it? What guardrails should we have? How can I put this in my everyday life? Well, we know that we learn best by hearing stories and, and we've got different guests on to help us go through these teachings and hear stories of wins and challenges when it comes with walking with someone. We have two guests actually on with us today. We have Guillermo Jaso, and actually all of his friends call him G, so we're going to call him G. And Jamie Dennison is on with us and I know we're in for a treat today. So G and Jamie, it's great to have you with us. Good to be here. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for the invite. No pressure. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> so uh, hype jobs, going to be a great episode. We'll, we'll see what God kind of communicates through us. But, you know, before we, we dig in, it's been great to start every episode by really getting to hear stories of who has walked with some of our guests. And so um, who's walked with you in the past at some point? And Jamie, I'll let you start, and then G, you can share with us. Um. Well, ironic enough that you would ask that question because I would say that you're one of those people in my life. Um, yeah. You know, times change. Things are good. Things are bad. Things are interesting. Sometimes they're boring. Um, but no matter what season of life it is, you know, I've found that since we've met, you've kept in constant contact with me, and that's always made a huge impact in my life. I know we've had plenty of great conversations yeah. that stew both of us around and kind of get us looking at things a little bit differently or hearing things differently. And that's always meant a lot to me. Yeah. And you know, I, I love how we met. Um, and we, we were talking about this with a friend a couple of weeks ago. We actually met on a fantasy football team, right? Yes, that's correct. Yes. I don't think either one of us won that season, if I'm right. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't won a season yet, so I'm pretty sure that's accurate. <laughs> no, but I just love how God can connect us through hobbies and really uh, we met on fantasy football and, and there's been seasons that we've talked closer together and seasons that we haven't talked as much, but always um, encouraging each other and, and praying for each other and walking with. So yeah, it's been great to have you in my life too, Jamie. Yeah. Even though fantasy football has not worked out in my favor many times <laughs> and there's been plenty of seasons I've begged not to play and been suckered back into it. Yes. it it's always meant for continued conversation and interaction between us. So I it is. And, that. and there are winners and losers. Right? Who won our league last year? If it's not me, I don't care. Ah, you just don't want to say it was me. I got lucky last year. But, uh, gee, who's someone in your past that's kind of walked with you? Um, there's quite a few people. Um, someone that comes to mind is just a fellow uh, firefighter I had on my crew who just invited me to my first small group at the station, actually. And so um, that kind of started my strong relationship with God and got me, you know, reading the Bible and doing devotions with him and the rest of the guys and um, just kept me in it and, and, you know, had some other guys, including you, Jared, and um, some other friends. But, you know, yeah, quite a few people. Yeah, let me ask you this. When he first invited you to that Bible study, like, if you remember, what were some of the thoughts going through your head? Um, I actually was, before that, I was interested in getting into a small group, but, um, just never really pulled the trigger, you know, I uh, was coming to church every Sunday and heard about him at church and, uh, was interested in and wanted to get into something, but never really thought that, you know, I would fit in or, or if I could relate or how it would work. And, um, just, um, we were doing, um, at the fire station, there were some guys that they asked me on my crew if they could uh, get together in the evenings 
and do a Bible study and I'm the captain. So they had, you know, they wanted to ask me to make sure it was okay. So I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. And, and, uh, well, he asked me, he was like, well, would you like to join us? And I was like, yeah, that's sounds good. So we did it. And, you know, it's been a, a journey ever since. Yeah. It, you know, it reminds me, I think a lot of times in our lives and other people, there's things we want to do, but we don't do. And it takes an invitation. Like, you know, you're thinking like, oh, I should do this. Like, it'd be good to get in a small group, but we don't take that first step until someone invites us. Yeah, I found that to be true a lot in my life. Yeah. Well, hey, let's get to know you guys a little bit. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do for a living? Um, I love asking this question. Would you consider yourself kind of more introverted or extroverted? You know, what's a hobby that you're enjoying right now? And, and G, why don't you start? Um, let's see. Um, uh, I think you already kind of told us what you do for a living. Yeah, I'm, but... <laughs> a, I'm a firefighter captain at the Cedric County Fire Department. I've uh, been doing that for about 19 years. Um, I guess I'm more extroverted than anything, but it just depends on him around and the yeah. dynamic of the situation. But I think people would say I'm more extroverted. Um, I like to be around people, family, friends, any chance I can get. Um, that's my hobby is just being around people and, and doing stuff outside right now. I'm kind of into, um, pickleball. Oh, come so on I like, now. I like playing pickleball <laughs> and, uh, working on trying to beat Jared. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. So we'll see if I actually you beat me a couple of times. So it was good. It's all about the partner you got sometimes. That I don't count. It's <laughs> not a true win until you do it one-on-one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Jamie, what about you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I work for Textron. There's a lot of aircraft in our town. Um, I've done actually kind of an absurd amount of jobs through my life, um, which have been great, you know, and some of them have been, you know, just for the relationships that that brought into my life. And some of it have been more for the tasks and skills that I learned along the way, but it's all kind of compiled into what has brought me to where I'm at now, you know, which is, in my opinion, would be the best point of my life. Yeah. And would you say, uh, you know, it's not cookie cutter, but you lean more introverted, extroverted? I think it's pretty obvious most of the time to the people around me that I'm extroverted, but I'm the same as, as what G would say. I mean, on any given day, I could go straight to introvert and just enjoy my time and, and thoughts to myself too. But. Yep. Okay, good. Last question I have, and you know, we've all got different um, spiritual disciplines or practices on how we grow closer to God. So right now in this season of your life, what's, um, what's a way that you find a regular rhythm of you building your connection with God? And Jamie, you can start on this one. Well, I know one way that I've changed recently, um, always trying to keep it fresh. I mean, daily prayer, um, devotions, uh, Bible plans, just trying to tap into different stuff. Listen, I listen to podcasts on a regular basis. Um, but one thing I've changed for myself personally is how I pray. And that was kind of as a, you know, uh, some advice that I got from a podcast. Um, and just the way that I address God to begin my prayers. So, um, I believe the podcast was entitled Grown Up Prayers. And uh, one thing that it kind of taught me or helped me realize that I never even really considered is is just, you know, that my prayers have been the same since they were when I very first started out, you know, and it was, dear God, thank mm-hmm. you for today, you yes. know, and, and being thankful and, and all of those great things, which, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with. Um, but just, I think it kind of helped me identify how I look at God and, and what that actually means to me and, and just how much more vast it really is versus just me talking with, you know, for lack of a better word, another person. 
Yeah. You know, so now when I pray, I've been more direct as far as saying, you know, God of the heavens, creator of all earth, you know, just yeah. being more accurate, I guess, in just the way that I view God. And that's how actually help kind of uh, give me more of, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's a different kind of relationship. It's more intimate, but it's also more, um, like I, I, I don't know how I would kind explain Kind of more awe-inspiring a little bit, like, yeah. you know, kind of heard from you instead of just talking to another person like you're, you know, you've got that heart posture of just realizing how powerful and loving and just grand that, that God is. And truly more like a father than just a peer yeah. or a friend or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. someone that I highly respect, but like my actual heavenly father. Yeah. You know, that's made a big difference, I think, so far. You know, it just makes me think that I think sometimes we can get in a routine of some of these spiritual disciplines, whether it's Bible reading, it's quiet times, it's um, prayer. And I, I think every once in a while, it'd be good to kind of pop the hood up on those and say, okay, am I just kind of going through the motions or is there something new to learn in this? And maybe it's uh, from a, a message or just Bible reading or a podcast to listen to, to say, okay, in this area of my life, I'm going to try to grow in it or discover something new. Um, and you can't do that with all the things all the time, yeah. but you know, every couple months, you can take a new one of these and see. So that's, that's awesome. And that's kind of led you to um, really have more of a thriving kind of prayer life. So Yeah, and good. as great as it is to be comfortable, um, I've also used that as more of a opportunity to realize that this is a, a time for me to maybe change something because although comfortable is great, you know, you just kind of stay yeah. where you're at when you're comfortable. So it's nice to enjoy your time comfortable where you're at, but, you know, when you've had a nice little rest and you're ready to refresh or maybe grow or, or go somewhere new, you know, that's where I've kind of used my opportunities to, to look for something different. Yeah, that's good. What about yeah. you, G? What's uh, kind of a random um, practice? I like got? I like what um, Jamie said. I kind of agree with that. Um, I've been praying a little more like that lately. With just um, starting out with the worship, you know, worshiping God, and my and uh, then acknowledging and then requesting, you know, kind of like a a pattern. But it's helping me to have more of a like you said, a grown up prayer, and um, that's been helping me a lot. But my routines are. Um, you know, I really like my morning times where I, I pray and um, I do devotional with my group of guys that I have within our small group. And that keeps things fresh because we take turns picking a devotional and it's and it relates to to what we're doing in life and has scripture. And and uh, I think that's good to just do that daily with those guys to have good feedback and, and you know, build each other up. Um, another daily routine is, you know, I pray with my kids every night and yeah. and um, we do a devotional with them every night just, and it just feels good and it keeps them I think just our focus on God and that's our priority but without that I you know I don't know no that's good know, we're just be. looking for um, you know kind of one of them it's funny last episode we were talking about a, a tool that you can use and we talked about the version Bible app and you talk about doing that that study with your group of guys, you guys use version, and, and we we're kind of discussing on the last episode, it's great to dive into God's Word, but then you can see comments, and it helps you stay connected as you kind of walk with others and, and build those relationships. Yeah, it's been a great resource for me. I, I've mentioned many times I'm not a great book person, um, and in the digital age, everything is available that way, so thankfully for people like me, you know, the Bible app has just been fantastic. I can take it with me everywhere because it's in my phone. My phone goes everywhere. It's pretty seamless, really. Yeah. No, that's great. Well, last week we heard from Becky Freshour in the last episode, and we had a conversation around the action of seek as we walk with others. 
Today is really kind of a continuation of that action of Seek as we hear stories of challenges and wins around the action. Uh, before we jump into that, we want to answer a few of the top questions that we get from people and what they, what questions they have about walking with others. And really, this is an all play, so we can all kind of talk and answer and have a conversation around these questions. So the first question is this, what holds you back personally from walking with others and how do you overcome it? Um, well, I think before I started knowing God and just and walking with him before that, I just was, it was just fear, you know, not knowing, you know, what people would think of me or, or if I would come as a hypocrite or, um, just stuff like that. I'm not so much, that doesn't really hold me back really right now anymore. Um, but I think anymore now it's just time. I think, you know, I don't, I wish I had more time to talk with everybody more about it. You know, I feel like I wish I could just duplicate myself and, give all of me to everybody I know and then I can't it's just hard so that's probably my biggest that's holding me back is just having a time to to be to d give my quality of time to everybody that I want to yeah you know I think a lot of us can understand uh, fear and and fear holding us back but you said something kind of interesting on kind of the feeling of a hypocrite so like let's dive into that like what what do you mean by that as far as that holding you back or it used to from walking with others um, just thinking that I had to have, had to have it all together and I, and I don't, and I never will, but just knowing that I'm vulnerable, you know, being vulnerable with people and, and sharing my story. And I think they can relate to that. Yeah. So kind of like, I can't walk with others and give them advice or to help out if I don't have my own stuff figured out. And so that's what could hold us back. And, and really what you said is kind of the solution of like, well, I'm never going to have it together. Yeah. And so with that, I got to continue to dig in and walk with people. Absolutely. What, G, before we kind of jump in, I got some answers. I'm sure Jamie does too. You know, you, you said that now you've overcome that. What, what helped you to overcome that? So used to, you know, fear and the fear of being a hypocrite held you back. And, and now you're wanting to talk to more people and help. What do you think some things are that helped you overcome that? Um, just, the, I don't know, passion, just the passion I have um, for loving God. And just I want to give that to as many people as I can. It's just a gift of freedom. And so, you know, it's, it's like I have an obligation almost, you know, so. Yeah, no, no, that's good. And a really big heart. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, absolutely. it just pours out of you. Yeah, and I can say, I mean, our paths crossed a few years ago, but even, even within those few years, I've seen you grow. I've seen you continue to see the opportunities that God gives you and, and lean in on those. Yeah, Jamie, what about you? What are, what's something personally that kind of holds you back, whether now or in the past, and, and about overcoming it? Well, again, I would have to agree with everything that's been said, um, especially, I mean, fear is is the easiest way to control anything, you know, in a negative way, right? And we have our brains process things at a ridiculous rate, and at least mine just spins and spins and spins. So, I mean, there's always opportunity there for me to get taken off my guard or, or to be caught, you know, without thinking about what's most important, like G mentioned, and that's just the love and the faith that I have in our God. Um, so along those lines with, you know, not feeling qualified and stuff like that, there's also, at times I'll feel a little bit of extra responsibility for the outcome of that path that I might be directing. Yeah. Um, and that can feel pretty heavy sometimes, especially when, you know, somebody might be struggling in an area that I don't have any personal experience in or don't know anybody directly that has personal experience in. And, um, 
kind of the way that I, I try and overcome that, or at least just to be present is just to realize this, you know, in the same way that it's, it's not for me to do, you know, it's, it's for me to be present. It's for me to love the best way that I can. And that's, you know, meeting them in their need, whatever that is, wherever it is. You know, it's funny. We had an episode in the past. We talked about trusting God for the outcome, that there really is no failures unless it's us not responding to the opportunities that God gives us. And I think a lot of us can struggle with that of, and I really want to be able to control or help out and, and we can take too much of the burden, but it's doing the role that God's called us, equipped us and released us to do and then trust in God for that outcome. Yeah, I would totally agree. You know, when I think of this question, uh, so I wasn't always in full-time ministry and a pastor before that. I worked at a school as a teacher and some of those. And I think what held me back then, it doesn't as much now because I, I work at a church and a bunch of Jesus followers around me, but like not wanting to disrupt those relationships, like in the workplace. Like if I tried to reach out or to pray with them, it was like, well, what if they say no, or now it's going to affect this relationship or even with different friends I have. And and if I'm honest, some of the hardest people to to share with and to seek out is family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's tough. And, and I've, you know, been able to do it some, but sometimes fear gets in the way of that. And, and I don't. And then I think the probably the biggest thing that holds me back is time. You know, and you even mentioned time, and and I think that's that's almost the easy excuse, at least in my book. It's like, well, I don't have time to be able to seek others or walk with others. And but if you took a, a budget of my time, man, I've got some Netflix shows on there. I got right. some Chiefs football on there. I've got pickleball. I've got just scrolling through social media or some of those. Like, you know, we've we've all got the same amount of time, but it's how you prioritize it. And if I really kind of pop the hood on some things that hold me back from really living that out. It's uh, I got my priorities misplaced sometimes and, and there's seasons I'm better at that and seasons that I'm not. And it's you don't ever solve that. Right. We're all busy and it's get a perpetual. Thing. Yeah, it's it's managing the tension. It's not losing it and, and trying to kind of stay connected. So I agree. I, I agree with what you said. I mean, there's some relationships that, you know, I've lost um, because of my faith. But I think there's a lot that I've that I've uh, come to have with a lot of other guys too. So, yep. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, let's say I got one more question. This is kind of another top question that we get. How does walking with others grow you closer to God? So this is a question we get from people that are new or young and they're just like, what does this look like? So for you guys, how has it helped you grow closer to God as you've walked with others? Um, there's just strength in numbers. That's just, I mean, it's just awesome when you, when you can rely on other people and you have, um, you just, I don't know, you just can't do it alone. Um, you know, even, you know, we look up to Jesus and even he had disciples, you know, he was with all the time. So, I mean, we just can't do it alone. I've, it, for me, it seems like that, but, um, yeah, that's, that's what I say. But, yeah. No, that's good. What about you, Jamie? What would you say? I mean, that's, that's a great question. I mean, just in the way that it, you know, it, it gets me to thinking about something I don't always think about. Um, how would it specifically help me grow closer to God? I, I don't know that I could really put it into words more than just the feeling that I get, you know, the closeness that I have when I do a quiet time or when it's one-on-one or where there's no distractions of the world in the way. Um, when we're walking in Jesus's footsteps, doing the work that we're, you know, asked to do, the feeling, the peace inside me changes. And it's, it's a euphoria that is unmatched by anything in the world. Um, so maybe not answering that 
the best way that it was asked, but yeah. at the same time, it, it gives an answer for, you know, what it reveals, you know, and, and what it brings to you. No, and I, I think part of if I'm listening well is when you're walking with others and you see some of the transformation, the life change, even in yourself and others, it it makes you realize the presence of God in a more tangible and real place. And everyone's going to realize that different, but when you realize that that tangible presence of God man, that puts wind in my sails to, to do all kinds of things. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, you not only see the prayers answered in your life, but you get to see them in other people's lives too. Mm. And then that's just to me, that's, you know, proof that God is there and he's listening and he's listening to our prayers when we pray, you know, by ourselves or with our, with our friends and our, our people in our group. And that just goes in line with what I was about to say. And that's, you know, I get asked a lot, uh, including a conversation that, you know, I just kind of, I kind of started uh, online just to get some feedback and then kind of watched how it transpired with people going back and forth, you know. Um, but, you know, a common question is, you know, w- w- where's the proof? You know, just give me some proof that there's God, you know, yeah. it doesn't have to be an apparition. It doesn't have to be <laughs> a sign, you know, a signature or a still shot of, you know, like Bigfoot. Um, but those moments are the proof that I know, you know, and because of God's just incredible design for our lives and the way that he touches us once we're in connection with him, it's something you can only experience. It can't be described. So I find myself in that conversation many times wanting to take that feeling and put it into words so that I can hand it to someone and then they know, but unfortunately it's not in my control and it won't ever be. So I have to be more willing and more obedient to let God work through me to show that instead of tell it. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, that's good. good. I agree with that. It was, it's always been a feeling with me before I had any, you know, knowledge about God or facts. It was always a feeling. That's how I knew, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think one answer for me on this question is in kind of the Western world, Western Christianity, we can think we just need to read more of the Bible or read more books or listen to more sermons. And now with the digital age, like you could listen to almost every church has an online service. So it's like we grow closer to God by just listening and learning and reading and podcast. And and some of that is absolutely true. But when we look at the New Testament, how Jesus taught others, it wasn't just you know, his teachings. It was going out and doing things and action and and kind of the apprentice mindset. Mind, uh, mindset that when you're learning and, and you're going through and doing things together, that's where you grow. So as I've been walking with others, I've been in so many situations that I'm like, I don't have the answer. I don't either asking me either a question about scripture or just a life situation they're trying to get out of. So that's driven me closer to to seek out God for the Holy Spirit to work in their life and in mine to give me the words to say and uh, answer the prayer request. So um, it's not doing one or the other between, you know, learning through reading and listening and going out and doing actions. It's both mm-hmm. of those. We we grow closer to God through both of those ways. Yeah, I would have to agree. And that does directly answer the question that was asked. So great job, Jared. <laughs> uh, well, there we go. It's always fun to dig into some of the top questions. But let's start sharing stories. And we've already talked a little bit about some of them, but we're going to share stories around the action of seek. This could be seeking out people who are followers of Jesus, seeking out those who are not believers, or even seeking out those who are believers, but disconnected right now. And um, I just want us to kind of have a conversation. We'll share stories back and forth and dig in a little bit more. So um, when you think of this action of seek, what are some stories that you have of wins and challenges? (sighs) 
Um, man, I don't know. I just probably so many. I can't really, I've seen so many miracles, but like, you know, I've had a guy on my department that was on my crew that we, he knew he had good knowledge of the Bible and he grew up around it, but he just, I don't know if he believed in God or not. And, uh, you know, we would pray, pray with, um, you know, in our small group, we would pray for him that he would come to know God and have a relationship. But, you know, we didn't know if anything was, was going on or not. And, um, you know, a couple of years later, um, I got invited to a small group here at church and then, you know, I invited him and he actually ended up coming. And then, um, man, just shortly after I invited him to my daughter's baptism and in that actual baptism, uh, he stood up and got bati- baptized himself. So, I mean, just in a matter of a couple of years, you know, that right there is testimony that, you know, God is listening. He's, he's working all the time. You know, and I, I love that. If we unpack that story a little bit, I remember talking to him at some point and he was kind of telling me his story and, and I don't remember exactly what all was going on, but he said, like, I was just asking God, like, show me a sign if you're real, if you're real and you're there, just show me a sign. And I forget exactly how it was, but it was like shortly after, gee, you went up and you reached out or you invited him or you talked to him or something. And he was like, here's my sign, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and of course God didn't come to you and say, gee, I'm going to send you to his life. You're the sign, right? Yeah. No big booming. Yeah. 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 Bright but, neon. but you Doesn't were just being like obedient of, of walking with him and God connects the dots on those things that he looks at it now to what a coincidence, right? That's like God story of how it worked. And you were just being obedient, getting right. a chance to reach out. Yeah. You just never know, you know, you just, you just never know what's going to happen. You know, if you don't speak up, you don't say anything, nothing will happen. But, you know, one little invite or, or one testimony of how God's working in your life can affect, affect, you know, it has a, a ripple effect to a lot of people. It could. Yep. Yeah, while we're on this, I'll, I'll keep digging in with the G. There's another guy that we know, a mutual friend, and he was in the same situation. He's actually struggling with alcohol and, and different things in his life, and the roller coaster has kind of been up and down. But I remember hearing his story, and, and he told me, I think it was in his truck, I think it was after work or sometime, and he said, God, if you're real, show me a sign. Uh, show me a sign that you're real and that you know me. And, you know, kind of those questions we have, do you know me? Do you love me? Do you have good things planned for me? Or, if you know, if maybe my choices have made it where I'm a disappointment, you mm-hmm. forgot about me. And uh, shortly after that, you were the sign. You, I think you came over to his house, just kind of dropped by because you lived pretty close to him and knocked yeah. on the door and was yeah. like, hey, check it in because you used to go to college or those things together. Tell right. us a little bit about, about oh, that. I'm, I don't know. It's just, you know, people, people say, you know, um, they don't know what it, it's like when you hear God speak to you. And I don't think it's a, a voice, you know, per se, but it's just in the quiet times you hear little things. I don't know if it's a voice, but it's something I need. It's like, Hey, go, go to this guy's house or do this or talk to this person or, or you, you hear it and you feel it. And, you know, just little things like that. If you're listening good, you know, um, you know, you'll do it, you'll be obedient and you just, you just go with it and you never know what's going to happen. Just like that. Like Jared was saying, I just, man, I wonder what my buddy's doing. I should go see what he's doing, you know, and something like that was huge to him because he was probably praying right at that moment. Yeah. And uh, so you just never know. And, uh, so. Yeah, it's in a previous episode, we 
uh, the couple talked about being willing, you know, just that heart of being willingness. So when God prompts you, you're just willing to say, I don't, I don't know why or, or how or what, but I'm willing to go knock on the door of my buddy's house and, and check. Um, yeah, Jamie, what, what are some stories you can think of when you think of seeking out? I mean, again, same as, as G, you know, let us in on, um, more so to do with just being obedient, saying yes more, you know, in my baptism testimony, I want, you know, one of the greatest things I've come to realize that saying yes has been so much more fruitful in my life, but not only in my life, but in all of those lives around me. And it's not a matter of anything I've done necessarily, you know, other than maybe an invite or a conversation or stopping by someone's house, um, like we just discussed, um, but just living out my faith, you know, and, and just being honest about that and being open about that, not being reserved, you know, not discarding a thought that comes to mind that says, hey, you know, I just realized I haven't talked to so-and-so in a while. Maybe I'll make a call right now and just see how he's doing, you know, you know, whereas it's super easy, especially when we're busy talking about time and how little everybody has, it seems like anymore, um, to just go, well, I'll do it later, you know, and that's been my nemesis for as long as I've been alive. So kind of transitioning from I'll do it later to, how long could it take, you know, or, you know, let me just do it real quick. And then that usually leads to amazing things or different things. But, um, a good friend of mine, um, a specific story would be through a coworker that I used to have, um, talk to him about my faith and stuff and right in line with what I was just saying, how I yeah, was not ashamed to talk about God in any situation. And I was always thankful and appreciative and always made sure and give recognition and thanks to God for the great things in my life. Um, and those are all good things, and they were all honest completely, 100%, but I never really saw it have an impact on him other than the fact, like, wow, that's great. I'm, I'm really glad your life's going well. Yeah. You know, and he genuinely meant it. We're really good friends. Um, but it wasn't impacting him the way that I'd hoped. And so I kind of got to a point, and I don't even know why. I'm sure it was more of God's work directly through me and kind of changing my approach indirectly or maybe unknowingly. Um, to where I just started doing more things in a godly way instead of talking about God and the things that he's doing in my life. And once he saw some of those actions, I think, in my life, it started to to inch him a little closer to the table. And I didn't even realize what was going on, I mean, yeah. which is what the crazy thing was. I thought, well, I'll just give it a break for a little while. Maybe I've come on a little too strong, and I'll just I'll step away from the table a little bit and just give him some time to process what we've already talked about and, and just see where that leads him. And all the while, God was working through me in a different way. And, uh, he ended up coming to church and another great story, you know, in just a short amount of time, um, coming to my baptism and unbeknownst to me at the time had raised his hand in service to accept Jesus into his life. And I mean, it was just, yeah, it was an avalanche of just this amazing, incredible goodness, you know, that, that was only possible through, you know, living my faith around this guy at work. Yeah, what I love about that, you know, we'll talk a lot about sharing the hope, love, peace of Jesus through your words and through your actions. And I remember when you were kind of unpacking this story, um, and, and really, I, I remember praying for this guy as we kind of we used to meet weekly for coffee and Bible study. And this was the guy that you were reaching out to. And I remember the comment that he said, he's like, whatever you have, I want it. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's like showing the love and the hope of Jesus mm -hmm. through your actions. He's like, I can tell you're changed, you're different. I want that too. And so it, it opened up doors for you to be able to share your faith and, and the reason why to him. Yeah, it was such a cool thing to hear because, you know, even even when we're trying and trying and trying and, and walking the steps that we think we're supposed to be taking or having the conversations, checking in on people like we think we should, um, 
you know, in a lot of cases, those may end up great and we just don't hear about it firsthand, you know, but it, yeah. it, when you do get to hear things like that and, yeah. and the winds and stuff like that, like it really just brings it home. Yeah, it feels good. And people, people recognize stuff like that, like you said. I mean, you may not even talk to somebody, but they notice, you know, they notice something's different about you. I mean, I've had people tell me that. Not, you know, I'm not perfect or doing anything that awesome, but people have said, you know, something's different about you, you know, and they've known me for a long time from how I, how I used to be. But, yeah. uh, and so, I mean, that's cool to hear, you know. You know, what I love about both your stories, as you kind of were talking about Jamie, you said, you know, I talked to him multiple times and you, even at one point I'm like, did I say too much? Did I offend him and, and go through that? And gee, you had talked about extending the invite, you know, multiple times that I don't know about you, but generally in my experience, when I'm seeking someone out, it, it doesn't happen the first time, right? Whether I'm inviting them for, you know, lunch or coffee or to come to, you know, men's group or church or whatever it is, it, it takes persistence. And very rarely is it the first time I do it, they're like, yes, I've been waiting for something. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> Can oh, I come, you know? Yeah. I'm no. so glad you asked. Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting yeah. so patiently. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of a single time that it's actually ever gone that way in my life. Right. But, yeah. but I'm glad, you know, be, I'm glad somebody invited me to my first small group, you know? So, I mean, you just never, somebody might be waiting just like I was for that invite. You just never know, you know. So all it takes is one person to be like, hey, you want to do this? I'm like, yes, I've been waiting for somebody to ask me. So I was that person. I was waiting for someone yeah. to invite me, you know. Yep. Yeah. Hey, you know, let's kind of transition. We can go back to kind of seeking out, you know, those that maybe aren't living life right now with Jesus. But another part of it is seeking out. Uh, fellow believers, you know, those that they're already believers, but maybe they're going through a hard time or they're not really as connected as what they could be. And and I'll kick it off with a story that actually um, had kind of a chapter of it today that was kind of neat. There's a guy that um, he goes to, he goes to Pathway Church and I, I see him, but he's not really connected or involved too terribly much. And I've been trying to build more of a relationship with him. So I've invited him to go watch some movies a couple times. And we've got kind of a kayak thing coming up that I invited him to. And just today, I, you know, I felt like I built that relationship enough that, you know, I'm like, I've never invited him uh, to our group and to be able to do that. So I, I sent out a text. I said, hey, I'm pretty sure you need to start coming to men's group Monday night at seven o'clock. And, and right away he responded. He's like, yeah, I think I do. And so I think he's going to come, you know, next week. So it, you know, but th there are people all around us that are attending, you know, whatever church that, that you go to or even in the workplace or those that they would say they're a Christian, they're a follower of Jesus. But um, we know having that connection, that small group and those things help them to be able to grow. So, man, can you think of any stories of seeking out maybe fellow believers um, or maybe it's already a relationship you have, but now you're you're trying to dive into that relationship more to really help them out? Um, I mean, myself. I mean, I can't, I would just say myself because really I've been going to this, I've been going to church since I was in high school. You know, I grew up Catholic, but then I started coming to, to um Pathway Church, Westlink, when it was across from Northwest. And I've been going since high school, off and on, and then more of a regular attendee as an adult. But I wasn't involved. I wasn't. I didn't have that connection. I didn't have the relationship with God. I just was, you know, just going on Sundays, just you know, listen to a good message. But um, you know, I was a believer, but I didn't have that relationship with God. And it just took it took one invitation and and somebody seeking me mm -hmm. to to get that started. So. I feel that in my own life a lot too. I, I love the way you you reach out. You're such a great continuous connection for so many people, and and I've always truly appreciated that. Yeah. Um, but it, it's so essential, you know, especially with how like we talk about. I mean, it's it's an ever 
living thing is that things constantly change. Life always gets busy. Things happen. Things don't happen. We're disappointed. We're up. We're down. You know, and, and through all those things, it's so easy to get off the path, you know, or to stall, you know, or to even take a couple steps back sometimes and walk away from what's the most important thing. And that's, you know, your, your devotion and your seeking God. Yep. No, that's, it's good to hear that it's so important to just be continuing that mindset of seeking out others and, and whether, whether God puts them in your path at the ball fields, um, at church, at work and wherever it is. So let, let's kind of last question I have, and we're still talking about stories on seeking. Um, are there a couple areas that make it easier for you to seek people out on it? And, and areas, I mean, like, you know, whether it is at work or it's at, you know, other spots that you've got relationships or connections with people, because, you know, we talked about in the last episode that if we tried to add this to our calendar of, okay, I got to walk with others in this 30 minute time slot, like yeah. we're just so busy. So it's yeah. got to become a lifestyle thing that no matter yeah. where we are and what we're doing, this is just a part of who we are, that we're trying to walk with others and not just in the seeking part. But is there an area of your life that it's easier to kind of begin or start or build those connections? I think it just kind of starts to come natural. The more you, the more you, you know, you devote yourself to God and he's, he's your priority. It just kind of spills out of you naturally. I think I don't ever really go and be like, Oh, I'm going to go seek this person. Or, you know, I think in your relationships with people, you, you talk to people, it just, I think it starts to come out more fluid. Um, you're like, Hey, would you, you know, would you like to go come to my group or Hey, what do you, do you go to a church? I mean, just come that comes out naturally, you know, nothing that's rehearsed ever feels good anyway. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. And even, you know, G, part of your story earlier, um, and I love that I'll just give you credit of it, you know, not only when we seek people out, but then in future episodes, we'll talk about serving them and and sharing with them and and those things as well. And, you know, I can think of, you know, the guy that you talked to just went to his house and to check in on him, like you've taken him to either AA classes or Celebrate Recovery, you've went with him to those you know, yeah. you've, you've helped, you went over and you've mowed their yard when their family kind of had a need and you've painted some of those things. So you just continue to show up and to serve on those. And that's a way of seeking out too. And people know your intentions are to just help them and just, you're not there to try to fix them because you're not fixed, yeah. right? You know, yeah. like save people, save people, but we're all broken. We all need to kind of engage in this, but it, it lowers the, I don't know, let people lower their shoulders a little bit when they know you're just there to have a friendship yeah. and a relationship and, um, you know, if you get an opportunity to share, you know, why you believe in God, that's great. But if not, you're, you're going to help them out because because yeah. you care for them. Well, like you said, with you living your life and your faith the way that you do, it just kind of spills out naturally anyway. And that's, I mean, as we talk about a lot, organic is is usually, you know, the the best way anyway, because it's natural. It's not anything forced. It's not rehearsed. It's mm-hmm. it's what comes from within. Yeah. Just keeping it real. Keeping yeah. it real. There we go. Yeah. Uh, any last stories you can think of or um, kind of things that helped you out when you're seeking others? Last chance, last call? For me, I mean, kind of touches on what G was just talking about too, as far as the difference between the old me and the me now, you know, with my faith, you know, and my walk, uh, my own personal walk. Just I was raised around church, I like to say, instead of in church. I mean, we attended church on a weekly basis. I had uh, a grandmother who was very connected to God and, and was always trying to pull people closer, you know, with, yeah. she, she was the sweetest old woman ever. But, you know, at the same time, she, 
looking back now, you know, the me now versus the me when I was younger, when I was younger, I was kind of like, I, I, I'm busy, grandma. I got lots of fun stuff to do. I don't really want to hear about all your God stuff every minute of every day. Um, but she was just so hungry and, and just desiring that, you know, for us to have the same relationship that she did. So, but the difference between back then and, and now is the difference between, you know, having a faith and believing in a God, you know, and attending church and believing that that message is good or it's going to help me or, you know, however it is that you decide to look at it. And the difference between now is, is I attend church and I'm connected to a, a men's group and, you know, even doing this podcast to help try and reach anybody out there that's listening, um, to share anything with them that they may not know or have questions about. Um, just constantly trying to find new ways to get, you know, rooted and, and connected yeah. and actually walking with God rather than just believing in God. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, I don't know. I guess for any firefighters out there, maybe it's kind of like coming to the station and just bringing some ice cream just for yourself. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. You know, right. I mean, <laughs> you got something good. You want to, you're going to share it. You know, you want to share it. Mm. So you're not going to bring enough ice cream for everybody. That's just the way it is. <laughs> You'd be super. So I don't know, you know, you got something good and you want to give it to everybody. That's good. So, you know, it's a gift and, uh, I don't know. I might use that in the future one. Share your ice cream. <laughs> I mean, it's a, hey, it's a popular share your ice thing. Cream, so yes. yeah. <laughs> I don't know many people who don't like ice cream unless right. they're lactose intolerant and they even have solutions for that now. So yeah, but, that's good. Well, but oh, sorry. I, I just want to say also just, to me, it's just having your kind of your radar on too. Um, I always talk to my kids about situational awareness. You know, we we call it sit jow for short, but just keeping your kind of your your eyes open. You know, you never know. You just when you talk to somebody or just keeping your radar to be this person. You know, to look to see everybody. You know, you just you know. Yeah, that's good. Whoa. We were just talking about awareness the other day. I think it was at the conference that we were at. Yeah, and just how different your life is with or without awareness, like in every aspect of your life, right? So if, you, if you're if you not aware of the situation you're in or the people that you're around, then, you know, you, you're not even really that present. You know, you're just part of the, you know, the puzzle that's existing yeah. in that moment, right? Oh, so, but if I you're, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you, you brought up the awareness. I mean, that's, that's a hundred percent true, you know, and I've, I've learned to become more aware. I mean, I'm a, I, I do love sports and I know that to be successful in sports also, I mean, sports, you can kind of relate to life and the way that you approach it and have to overcome challenges and growth and, and stuff like that. But a lot of that has to do with awareness, you know, and not just aware, like I said, of the people that are around you, but aware of yourself and where you're at. You know, if you, if you don't realize you're stuck in a rut and you don't have people around you to tell you, you know, without that awareness, you're just going to stay there. Yeah. I, sometimes I wonder if my life was a video game, um, and I'll make this make sense. And like, <laughs> and like how many opportunities I've missed that God's given me. And so like, you have like the number that would pop up, like right? yeah. one missed opportunity, like how oh, yeah. high would that yeah. number be on like, you know, I wasn't yeah. aware. I wasn't, didn't have my eyes up or, or maybe some, you know, a lot of times too, I am aware, but then I let fear mm -hmm. get in the way or, you know, I don't want to get out of my comfort zone. I don't have the right. time right now. I don't have the margin to be able to do right. it. But, well, G and Jamie, it's been awesome to kind of just hear your stories. I, I know you guys have both been valuable in my life, and I can picture just names and faces of people that 
would say you've been extremely valuable to their life. And so thank you for sharing, you know, some of the wins and the challenges when it comes to seeking out others and walking with them. I truly appreciate it. Of course. Thank you guys. Good. Yes, he is. Uh, well, remember to tune in to the episode next week. We're going to have a conversation around this action of serve when it comes to walking with others. We have some great guests on. We have Jeremiah Ortiz, who lives this out so well in his life, and our Valley Center Campus Pastor, Jonathan Anderson. I truly believe that we'll all be encouraged as we hear from them. It'll be a great show, and we'll see you next episode.